Recently, Dean Ryan attempted to interview a guest named Katie Hamilton. Katie was an old friend of Dean's from yesteryear who dropped out of society six years ago and left Dallas for Alaska. Goal was to live on a boat full time as a fisherman, experiencing the adventures of the ocean and the dangers of deep sea fishing. Most would find this lifestyle extreme, especially in a male dominated industry. How does a young girl live amongst a handful of men on a secluded fishing boat in Alaska? Logic aside, Dean went into this late night thoughts episode with the best of intentions. With the best of intentions. In the warmest of hearts, it didn't go exactly the way he had imagined. This is what happened. back and it's uh late night thoughts that's right if you thought it was something else you're highly mistaken and that's why i'm here this is your lovely host not sure that's uh politically uh correct let me try that again this is your very staunch stoic noblistic um host Dean Ryan. Uh, this is uh, the incredible uh, Late Night Thoughts here at Real Deal Media's finest podcast hallways. As uh, I'm returning tonight, as um, I'm trying to position my laptop before it explodes on me. I mean, it sounds like a pressure cooker, so I um, have to excuse my due diligence here. Let me, um, anyways. I was saying here uh, tonight we have uh, a wonderful uh, guest who's going to be cruising with me to midnight and beyond here as uh, I'm going to be your pilot. He's going to be flying you to the promised land on the south and the north side of optimism, depending which way you want to go. And that's what we do here at Late Night Thoughts, where we speak about everything in absolutely nothing at all. So I'm going to welcome my guest here. Uh, is a, a very interesting um, individual, and I mean that wholeheartedly. Uh, her name is uh, Katie Hamilton. No relation to George, but uh, this particular Hamilton, out of all the ones in history that you might have read about, is uh, uh, kind of reminds me of a modern-day Joan of Arc. Well, that's not a term I use lightly, uh, but I use it because it's true, uh, as this Katie Hamilton has kind of made her own strive into individualism following the art of nonconformity by getting a, into a totally male-dominated industry of the fishing industry. And I've always been fascinated by her, uh, her lifestyle, her alternative lifestyle. 
So it's going to be a quite an interest here. And she's going to be joining us all the way from the shaky, incredible depths of Alaska, where she is now catching her wild plankton. Let's see here if uh, she's going to be chiming in here. Katie Hamilton, how are you? Hi, yes, Dean. How's it going? I'm good, alive and well. Blessed. Hey. <laughs> Thank God. So, doing good. Uh, welcome to my um, office here. That's where I do all my uh, late night deals. Uh, and it's so good to see you. Now, uh, just a little background on our guest here tonight. I actually crossed paths with uh, Miss Hamilton in Texas many years ago. And I've always found you fascinating, and I sincerely mean that, because you're one of the few people I know, personally, like myself, that has truly followed the, the total definition of art of nonconformity, and it's such a beautiful thing to say, to say and see, rather. And where are you tonight here, or today? You're in Alaska. We have a beautiful shot here. Can you show us? Yes, I'm actually... I'm on a small island uh, called okay. Ungwa. It's Sandpoint, it's Alaska, on the Aleutian chain. So, yeah, we, we might have some difficulties because the wind. Okay, I'll try um, to get out. Of it, but um, yeah. yeah, so I'm on a small island on the Aleutian chain of Alaska, which is okay. the Bering Sea, essentially. It's, it's way, are we allowed to curse? It's way out there. Okay, is this like your? Are, are you okay? Is this like your? Um, are you sending out an SOS? I just want to make sure. Because <laughs> okay, I, I, I don't I know am, if I could call anyone. I wouldn't know who to call. I'm okay, uh, that's why I came the, here. Um, the uh, lifeguard. Okay, yeah. So, how cold is it where you are? Because it looks like it's bone chilling, which is odd for summer, but maybe it's uh, room temperature for all I know. You know, you would be surprised. It actually rains a lot, like almost every single day. Um, and so we're technically in a rainforest, like Southeast Alaska is a rainforest, even though I'm not in Southeast Alaska right now, but it's very rainy usually, um, very moist, very humid. Um, but since I got here, it's been like sunny and, and beautiful. I would say it's probably like 60s, 50s, something like that. Wow. Is is it is that because everywhere you go, you bring sun, flowers, and chirping birds everywhere? Of course, absolutely, one hundred percent. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. This makes this actually helps me figure out some things because I, I feel like everywhere I go, a dark cloud with bats go, just, full, <laughs> you know, just you know, and just possums too. You know, don't forget them. And uh, well, this is good to know. And uh, this this is it's really great to uh, see see you. Actually, it's good to talk to you. Um, it's been quite some see. time. Huh? You can see say me? again. You can see can me. See. Oh, I can see you. Yeah, yeah. Can you see me? No, it's just a, a still picture. It's just a still photo. No, that's me. I'm just not moving. I'm not moving. <laughs> mm -hmm. Very <laughs> intensely in deep thought. Okay, so, awesome. Now, uh, I guess I should just ask the uh, just the total tourist questions and be that guy right away. Now, a lot of people might say, you know. Guy, you're at sea a lot. Are you at sea all the time? Are you on the ocean 24-7? Uh, or is just, you know, on the weekends only? Right. 
uh, the the schedule is very very random. And um, yes, usually I I can be at sea for like three weeks straight, four weeks straight sometimes where I will not be able to touch the land. And so um, usually we're out for like three or four or five days, and then we can go to land for like one and a half days, and then we turn right back around and go back out. We just have to stock up on like fresh water, groceries, fuel, stuff like that. Okay. Okay. This is interesting. So you're on a boat now. People are saying, okay, she's on a boat. Uh, she's not trapped on an Island. Uh, now what is she doing on a boat? Are you, uh, what the equivalent of the Somali um, pirates? Are, are you uh, going around taxing people on the seas or what brings you to the boat? Uh, because uh, first of all, but I'm a commercial fisherman. Oh, perfect. So okay. uh, yeah, I'm out here catching wild salmon and mm -hmm. halibut and black cod and prawns for the people to eat. And have you always had a fascination and admiration for seafood in general, or is that something you've grown accustomed to? I don't, I don't really like a lot of seafood. And especially now after having been a fisherman, I'm extremely picky. Um, no farm raised anything. Are we allowed to curse? Dean, I need to know. I, I curse a lot. I need to know. Oh, you need to know right now now? I have to call. I have to call the uh, executives. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hey, oh, hey, Larry. God. Larry. Oh, I just simply asked no, bro. Larry, Larry. Yeah, she's answering. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, I'm talking to the station manager. She wants you to say what? Uh, yeah, she's asking me that question. You said she would. Yeah. Okay. She's calling you, bro. Bro. <laughs> yeah, take care. Take care. Yeah. All right, thank you. Bye -bye. Okay, well, it doesn't matter. Edit it out later. Just leave it or something. Do you mind? I'm on a phone call. Uh, so just, yeah, just put that, uh, turn the um, burner off. Turn the burner off. Yeah, yes. And like my laundry folded, you know, the way I like it. Thank you. Okay, I'm sorry about that. I, uh, that was um, that was a foreign dignitary who calls me. Uh, so let's get back to you for a minute. Uh, okay, so you hate seafood. And you remind me, there's a lot of like, uh, I'm sorry, yeah. Uh, that's not why uh, I got into the industry. Let's just say that. Okay. I, I hate landlocked traffic. Land lovers. Like land lovers. Great. She's frozen. So we were getting to, um, we were trying to discover this uh, alternative lifestyle for, for many because, in, in the same regard, too, I've like, I meant like there's a lot of people who are like bartenders. Or are in the liquor industry and just don't like, uh, you know, alcohol. And it's always interesting to me uh, in, in some regard. But you didn't get into uh, commercial fishing because you liked fish sticks, per se. And so, trying to, um, we're trying to figure. Uh, is it because of the adventure of the sea? Uh, were you a fan of the Poseidon adventures, or maybe? Uh, Absolutely has to do with that, for sure. I, I call it divine destiny. and um, Divine destiny? Divine destiny. Divine destiny, or define destiny, or divine? Divine, divine destiny. And, okay, and uh, once that door opened, I shoved my foot in there and made sure it didn't close. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I've worked my way up to the point of where eventually I will become a captain. And so... Mm -hmm. It's interesting to think because when you think about farmers, 
with like cows or with vegetables. That's easy to imagine. But I, I could never have imagined like, what do fishermen do? That's crazy. It's crazy to me. And it's not yeah. like I saw, I didn't seek it out. I didn't seek this out. It came to me as an opportunity and I tested mm -hmm. it and fell in love with it. And that's when I was like all in. Two months later, I sold everything and was like, never turned my back. Really? What, what did you sell? Like, what were you selling? Oh, uh, just like everything that you own that you would okay. furnish a home with, essentially. Why, yeah. Well, I didn't know. I'm like, I, you know, everything, like like cars too. Wow. Yeah, everything. Okay. Well, I guess, yeah, that'd be, that'd be for land lovers. Land lovers like cars. Yeah. Land lovers like cars. Yeah. <laughs> Hell with them. Hell with them. <laughs> um, I miss now, having a closet, I have to say. You miss having a closet? Yes. Yeah. There are some good things about the land, like bathtubs. Yes. Do you Love feel that. like a mermaid? Would you like, are you like a modern day mermaid? Would you say? Yeah, I get to pet mm -hmm. dolphins, sharks, and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah. Do you play the harp? Would you say you play the harp? That'd be nice. I'm sure I could pick it up very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be something. Yeah. I catch you singing uh, uh, a part of your world or whatever uh, was in the cartoon. Anyway, so, okay. So you've been doing this how many years now? Because I remember hearing about this ages ago and uh 17 17 yeah 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 so and i i recall which that yeah. was a crazy time for me um <laughs> as well. when is it when is it not a crazy time but um i i think i recall uh that i thought maybe you were doing this for summer or something and just to check it out and you know, and I thought about it, too, a long time ago. I even looked at something called the Sea Shepherd. Are you familiar with them? No. Sea Shepherd is a, a nonprofit, um, huge boat uh, sponsored by Martin Sheen that goes around the world uh, untangling dolphins and whales and, and um, you know, stopping the slaughter of dolphins over there in Japan and, and uh, cleaning up the ocean. It's this incredible thing. Yes. Okay. I have heard of that. Yeah. I have heard yes. Of yeah. Yeah. I thought about doing that, but uh, it's hard to break away. And, but it, they do, it's such a good cause too. And I've always been a, I love the ocean. Um, now, have you ever thought about the Navy? Like, cause they get to travel, you know, they would say that. Um, that's going to be a f no <laughs> for me. Okay. I, obviously. Yes. I, I did think about the Navy and actually almost joined the Navy because my granddaddy was in the Navy. And yeah, it's just, a, right. And so I went and I like took their test and, and I yeah. was about to sign. And then What'd I thought, what'd you score? Very, very high. I could have done anything that I wanted. I was going to do foreign, like, you know, like coding, decoding relations, stuff like that, like spy work. Okay. But I thought about the past. Oh, that, that must year. have been, you did really well. I think I know what you got. Don't, don't tell me your score. I, I'm not going to tell you my score. It doesn't matter. <laughs> The point was that I, I thought yes, back on the previous three years of my life and they mm -hmm. how free and amazing they had been because I was able to travel wherever I wanted and experience the things that yeah. I wanted. And I realized that the, the, truly the only thing that I was really craving from the military was um, boot camp. No, I wanted the like intense, extreme workout and experience. And now oh, wow. I get that free without having to sacrifice or sign my life away or kill people. You know, that's why when I see hot charcoal, I pick it up. I like the pain. <laughs> I do. The military complex as a whole is like morally mm -hmm. conflicting, you know? 
Um, okay. Oh, that that part of it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I. Uh, what? What is war? No. Like, I, I don't um, want to do that. Well, there's like uh, they got a good cooking, like culinary arts program. I looked into a friend of mine, and um, I, I just I like the idea of travel. And then I looked into, and you might have done this too. I'm I'm just so glad that. Uh, that we, we crossed wingspan here to share these, these uh, rapid ideas. But I looked yeah. into like carnival cruise lines and stuff. You ever looked into the cruises and what that would entail? I would, I've never been on a cruise and I would never try to go on a cruise. That's not really my vibe, but for the people that like that kind of thing, I think it's a great, usually safe way to experience a little bit of the ocean, but that's just, that's just not for me. That's not for me. Well, I looked into it. You got to like work nine days in a row, then one day off. And oh, then you're talking like, about working there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, you want to go on a cruise? No. <laughs> no, yeah, no. like working and all these things and stuff because yeah. they hire um, musicians and you got to play all these. Songs. I mean, it's no different than working in a restaurant. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't need that in life. It's, it's a lot of fun. You get to travel. It's so weird, stuff. like democracy, and I'm good. So uh, now, where is the? What is your favorite place to sail to uh, before we uh, b before we sail to other uh, destination of topics here? Because uh, I I think uh, we have similar former itineraries of uh, places we've visited. Like for instance, I think you've been to Costa Rica. I've been there too. And, uh, I yeah, do. Was your favorite? Every is so precious and beautiful and in its own way. Um, Vietnam, Italy, France, Ecuador, the the Caribbean. I mean, it like you can't really say like one place is the best, but I will say some place that is very accessible for most Americans to get to are the Channel Islands outside of California. So you guys can actually like book a ticket on one of the vessels and they will take you out to the Channel Islands, and you can stay the night there. You can go camping, you can go hiking. It's so beautiful. It's it's like the most perfect date, I would have to say. Like, if you really want to impress your date, take them on a cruise out to the Channel Islands. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, the, the problem is I can't stay there too long with them because they charge by the hour, so that would be hard. you got to get a different kind of date, sir. Mm -mm -mm. Speed dating them. Oh, look at that beautiful... Um, can I, was it it's a volcano. It's a freaking volcano. Yeah. Oh my god! Is it erupting? Is it erupting? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, that is some. Um, that's some. What are your quarters like? Because obviously you uh, hang in the uh, ship as the shipmate. I think is that your title? Am I saying that right, shipmate? Sure. Yeah, I'm a deckhand essentially, first mate. You know, mm -hmm. first mate to the captain, whatever. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. I like um, it. What, do, do you have to have a bunk bed and, and share with people? I mean, because you're, yes. you're, you're a bunk you bed with two or three other men. Sometimes it's very small. Okay, so this is where things get interesting, and this is where the diagnosis uh, starts to come. Here is um, I am a professionally trained mental uh, evaluator sky okay. people know and, uh, let's get into this let's get into this because a lot of women are listening here tonight and they're saying i love everything she said but the idea of being in a tiny um you know 
contraption with with uh, other kind of burly men, you know, so to speak, and having right. to share your living quarters. That's a hard sell for a lot of women, is it not? Good. That's what I have to say. Good. Because this, this isn't meant for for women. You know what I mean? Right. So what is it about? I think that women should be raising children and being soft and vulnerable. And this isn't a conducive environment to that. So, um, no, there's a reason why it's male dominated. It's extremely physically challenging. Um, It's mentally challenging. But nonetheless, there are tons of women who are in the industry. Like, we're making it happen. And... um, it's not, you know, I, I don't know if I necessarily would personally want to work with a bunch of women. You know, I feel safer with men. You know what I mean? The more mechanically inclined, stuff like that. Right, right. Um, well, see, like, I, it's not the women I'm worried about. It's the scorned women I'm very worried about. Uh, mm-hmm. There is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> those those type are, are, are not really of this earth. But what is it about? Because uh, I I see a lot of myself in some of these stories um, that I hear in yours, uh, especially. What is it about the challenge and challenging not just yourself, but challenging the social norms and the perception of what uh, a you know, you personally can do and not do because obviously there's a lot of pushback uh, physically, emotionally, but I'm sure there's a lot of pushback within uh, your own family circles and friends saying, wait a minute, are, are you sure, you know? And so there's a, a lot more challenge than probably choosing to, you know, be a professional manicurist, <laughs> which would be a little odd and weird and strange. <laughs> It's not about the challenge at all. Actually, that's that's never why I did it. I never did it because I thought, oh, I'm going to be different or I'm pushing against the grain. No, absolutely not. You don't mind the challenge. You're not even thinking about that. You're you're the adventure. I think that's like a sick mind game that people play with themselves, especially like if you're going to do that, it's, it's for some kind of like superficial, egoistic reason. But I'm here because I literally needed okay. to be here. Ocean saved my life. It was a calling. I had I had to come. I had no choice. So the door opened. I went through it. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I didn't know anything. But you just go because you know in your heart and in your gut, you have to do this. I don't know why I have to do it. I just have to do it. And then it shows up in the end. Like, you know, it will reveal itself as time goes on. But it's never it's like about, a, oh, like, this is super different. I'm going to be so different. I'm, I'm not a big well, girl. Well, I, I don't think I meant it to that right. extreme. Right, right. I'm not a feminist in that sense. No, no. not at all. Yeah. That, um, because there are a lot of females that work in this industry who are feminists. Well, let me, let me try you. to, uh, Your Honor, let me try to explain myself, please, okay. before you send me to uh, 35 years of life. Uh, <laughs> is, um, but uh, so so me, I like the challenge of like what I do. I like the challenge of uh, trying to better my next project and the challenge of doing it in a timeline and a precision get better. To me, that's it, if it's not a challenge for myself, it may be the Capricorn thing. A lot of people have told me. 
uh, I just like the idea of doing something that uh, is creative, but you know, maybe it can't be done, or I don't think I could have done it, but I can do it. And I, I, I enjoy those challenges. Um, it's not something where I, 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 well, I've done it. Okay, time to turn in and let me go back to the monastery, you know. Uh, so it's not not in that sense. I just like the personal. I guess one one's challenge is another one's goal, right? I like the idea of setting that goal of where I want to take it. You know, you know, because like I remember when I first was driving, uh, the challenge or the goal was to we'll drive on the freeway. Well, the next goal was well, let's let me drive to Vegas. You know. And it was freeing. And when I proved it to myself, and as cliche as I love it, uh, if you put your mind to it, um, sometimes you can accomplish a lot of things. Uh, and those other times, well, you know, you got to keep trying. Yeah, just follow your heart and do what feels right. And, you know, go where you're called. Go where you feel led. That's it. We don't have any, like, pre-intended things that we're trying I mean obviously like yes I'm trying to get my captain's license and stuff like that but but I'm not I'm not going to embark upon something with some kind of egotistical goal of proving something. I just simply follow my heart and and will and like go where you are called and where you feel to go. And you're doing this because you love it and because you're feeling called to do it. So, yeah, it might be against the norm or against the grain or it might be challenging or whatever. Those are all, like, side effects. We're not doing it because of that. Oh, let me go be the most different person I can be. Like, what would be the most, like, anti-feminine thing to do? Like, cleaning sewers? I don't know. Being a construction worker? Uh, cleaning sewers made my list. Hold on. Keep going. Absolutely. Bullseye. I don't know any bitches that are willing to do that. Again, you uh, never told me if it was okay to curse, so please confirm oh, no, that. You, okay, no, it's, it, you're fine. You're fine. I pushed the confirm button. All right, I'm, I'm walking inside for a second. I'm walking inside. I'm mainly confirm. Is, is this your email? Confirm now. Um, here's another uh, thing. How about women bowlers? Oh, this is good. Oh, yeah. I'm going to make all this. Women I bowlers. Bet really good. I bet they're really good. We'll do the men next. We're going to start with the women first. Okay, so women bowlers, uh, you don't see that often. Uh, I'm not sure ESPN even carries it. Uh, okay, here's another one. Uh, women, um, you know, women line tamers. I haven't seen that one yet. Um, okay, women what? Like, like um, lion tamers, you know, like those people that wrestle the bears and all those types. Yeah, you have seen a few. Okay. Okay. You've seen them. You've seen them. Yeah. Um, so many, like, how about women astronomers? Women astronomers. You're kidding, right? You're uh, kidding, right? That's all we have. Yeah. Women. Yeah, no. Right. Yeah, yeah, I, I would think about things like construction work. People. Um, that's too easy. Uh, well, yes, construction. Um, you know, I got to think about that one. But so anyways, Enough about that, because uh, it's uh, late night thoughts. Now, are are you a late night owl or are you an early bird uh, special kind of person? Um, Dean, darling, 
there is no such thing anymore as time when you're a fisherman because sometimes I go to bed at 8 a.m. Sometimes I need to have a beer at 9 a.m. so that I can go to bed because that's bedtime. We work 24-7. We work around the clock. There is no such thing as like a schedule or a regular schedule. Um, we fish at night. So yeah, I'm an early bird. I'm a late bird. I'm all of the birds. Okay. And if you were a bird, what kind of bird would you be? As, uh, that, so I have an, uh, I need to visualize things. Honestly, like, if we could talk about birds for a second, because I literally just saved this seabird's life. I took it into my own personal bunk and fed it and, like, rehabilitated it. It was the cutest little seed petrel. These tiny little black birds. The cutest like, the beak. A seed petrel. They're so cute. Ah. Well, that song, Blackbird singing in the dead of night. Take these well, we're not being people, you know? We have people all over the place here. They're so mm -hmm. fucking awesome. Um, I'm, a, I'm partial. I like two cans. I like two cans. Uh, I, drew, I, drew, I drew a two can once. No hate, but seriously, like, if you want, they're whores, and they're used as tourist for <laughs> tourist birds. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh my god! I love all of animals, but They're you know the birds that are like can. that people pay to like take pictures with and stuff. Well, after having rehabilitated and rescued a few birds, I understand that like the more you touch them, the less able they are to fly because the, your hand oils are fucking up their feathers. And so I just I just see those birds getting manhandled by tourists all weekend, and it like breaks my heart. I'm like, wow. They're obviously not flying. No, they're not. And, you know, I don't think I've ever witnessed a penguin uh, flying either, just while we're at it. Um, okay. Are you saying that toucans don't fly? I don't know, because I, I really don't know. You know, um, I've only, uh, I, I'd have to get, I haven't studied them, uh, that species in a while. Uh, so. Okay, let's move on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so as, as we kind of, um, you know, what is, uh, what are, what do you usually, uh, when it's like frozen, I guess, you know, like you can't like sail on the seas. Uh, what do you do for uh, your downtime? Um, are you, do you go on the land or do you, um, do you go uh, skydiving or, uh, you know, mountain climbing? There's a lot of mountains there, I would assume. Um, you know, um, you rotate fisheries essentially. Um, you just go to a different fishery during the winter. And for me, that's usually squid uh, in California or lobster mm -hmm. in somewhere on the, on the West Coast. But yeah. further, yeah, you just, yeah. But a lot of people go crabbing in the winter. I don't think that's something that I personally could ever do or would want to do. Yeah. I mean, I am a fisherman. Crabbing is so hard and intense. I just, I just don't think that I can handle it. I don't want to do that. Yeah. So, that's, so, that's... There, so, there, so there is exposed. Like, as a woman, I don't think that I could handle crabbing physically. Physically handle right. right. It's it's a tough one. It's really tough. Tough. It's tough. I mean, we're piling this, like, four-acre net for 15 hours a day, right? It's not easy. You are experiencing extreme mental fatigue, like fatigue, like out the ass. Plus, you're already sleep deprived. Plus, you're dealing with these tiny quarters of people that you have nothing in common with. Like, the stress level is high. Uh, 
but you, you know, you're able to get through it. Crabbing is something that I've seen. I think it's just a whole different level. So with all this, um, all, all the emotional uh, stress you were talking about there and physical, physical one too. Uh, how do you, how do you, what do you do to relax? That's a really good question. And you know, one of the most vital and important things that I have taken away from fishing that has taught me is who are you when everything is stripped away? Who are you truly at the core? How are you going to handle it? Because on land, we always have some kind of comfort to turn to, whether that's alcohol, drinks, wine, or weed, or cigarettes, or tobacco, or TV, um, or you know shows that we watch, or movies, or taking a shower, uh, you know, going to sleep, um, reading. Okay, we can read books and do that. Listening to the radio, like so. There's no TV. There's no internet. Um, like there's no alcohol, there's no tobacco, everything is stripped away. All creature comforts mm. are completely stripped away. Wow. And then you want to add on top of that sleep deprivation and extremely physically challenging environment. So like, how do you react when you have um, well, like a I mean, is it hard to like keep in touch with friends and stuff or is that? Absolutely. You know, of course. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, you know, I don't have know. A it's hard to see your children. Mm -hmm. It's hard to do anything. Like, I I have a boyfriend, and I literally just spoke to him for the first mm -hmm. time in almost two months. Oh my because god! Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so that's hard. That's, we have zero service out here, and when you're gill netting, that's a whole different game. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm literally yeah. on a boat at sea for fifty straight days, not even taking. A single shower, a single shower, not even oh taking. Yeah. That's very intense. People don't. That's why I'm saying, like, you can, you can, um, you can envision a farmer with cows or with vegetables, but nobody really understands fishing. And so I'm just with tiny little videos. I make it look really beautiful and pleasant, but mm -hmm. um, but truly, truly trying to expose the world to understand, like, right. where the food is coming from. Be conscious about what you're eating. Sushi in the middle of the desert, like Vegas, is unsustainable. So we just we should think about that stuff. People are just blindly consuming with zero care, and and we're out here literally risking our lives every single set, right? To be able to provide you with that blind consumption. Yeah, the free market. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. go where the market is. Uh, right. You're very reminiscent of. Uh, uh, I watched this documentary on the, um, on people that become swamis over there in India. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good, and they have to give all these uh, things up that you're talking about. And I was watching this, and majority of these people in this particular documentary it was on the BBC, and it was uh, Louis Theroux. Is they had some kind of turning point in? kind of a, that, that moment uh, that made them go behind, uh, whether it was they, some of these people were gambling a lot, drinking, or they, they were in a very intense, abusive uh, situation, or, uh, you know, there, there's just a whole lot of life, but there, there's that, that, tr that trauma bond 
I, I noticed in this uh, this particular documentary. For the people that seek that out, because they need a, a, like a separation, they need a, such an extensive healing that they literally have to remove themselves from that environment. I understand. I understand why people do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's, uh, it's people are seeking something. You know, people are seeking something. A lot of people are seeking something. Yeah. And they're on a journey. And it, maybe it's personal or maybe it's uh, televised, I, and, you know, as you were uh, mentioning earlier. And, you know, some people, do, uh, some people are like seeking like a, a uh, best friend, right? Because the older friends suck. And then they give up. And then they meet like their best friend, like when they're like 62 years old. Isn't that crazy? Uh, I, I don't think that's crazy. No. Um, do you know what contrarian means? <laughs> you, huh? Oh, my. You, you're the ultimate contrarian to my contrarian. <laughs> so what, no. what, is, what is that? What does that make? The contrarian to the contrarian. No, I, I'm not a contrarian, not intentionally, but I will just speak how I feel, truthfully. Hmm. And if it's oh, contrary, yeah. Very good. You are a Joan of Arc. <laughs> okay, thank you. Oh, my God. Well, we're going to end this uh, uh, wonderful episode, uh, and I want to thank you for um, coming on. And I hope you in, get a lot of catches. Yes, we fish early tomorrow morning. We're starting at 6 a.m. And then we're going to fish for three days straight. So that means not very much. Perfect. But, yeah, Perfect. very excited. The fish are jumping all around, which is a, a really good sign. And um, I hope you guys like wild-caught salmon. Love it. Well, thank you, Katie Hamilton. Thank you very much. the conclusion of a late night thoughts episode that i did last night before i give my peer review why don't we go around the uh, real deal roundtable here and start with some of our real deal members to get their sincere honest review do not pull any punches and don't uh, dare think there's going to be any retribution for your real deal review so let's start with lisa stafford uh, what's your review what's your take on uh, what we just witnessed there lisa okay well i really like her I think she's adorable. She has a great personality, and that's a really rough life. Um, she's a rebel and a free spirit, and um, I would hang out with her. And um, it's just very fascinating what she does, and you have to be a certain personality to do it being a woman, and I would not want to be trapped in a bed with all those men. <laughs> Heck no. Very, very interesting. And yeah, that is – um... Right. I mean, imagine, and it's sad we didn't capture this in the interview, but she's like in a little cabin with like three other guys, bunk bed style, um, which let's go to uh, Sean Gregorian, who is everyone to shy away from a truly in-depth uh, analysis on uh, film, the culture in, in motion here. Uh, Sean, what, what is your take? I, I liked it. I enjoyed um, listening to her because of the way she uh puts herself, uh, you know, not in a comfort zone, but uh, in, in a uh, difficult job. Um, 
having real raw experiences in life and uh, challenging herself. We'll come back to that. Let's go to Dana real quick. Uh, Dana, let's get your take. Go ahead. What, what's your take on the whole interview there? <laughs> Um, man, I have to give it up to her with that kind of lifestyle on the boat. Wow. Uh-uh, not for me, but I, I, I'm more prior to her for that kind of life that she's living for her work. I mean, wow. I, I couldn't do that. I mean, I do the air crying out loud, but the thing is, um, living on a boat and like rooming with those men, that's some rough work. And then she said, it's all physical and mental. I just, wow. More prior to her for that. But I mean, she sounds like she enjoys it, though. At least she's enjoying what she's well, doing. I, could, I couldn't do it. Okay. But okay. I, I mean, I thought, I thought she was okay. Seth, I was reading some of your comments during the, the uh, actual episode, mm-hmm. and um, we should feel some sort of guilt for eating the food people are, you know, that she's risking herself. In the same kind of echoes we kind of hear from cops, like, exactly. You know, we, we need, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But, isn't this is yep. her choice like the swamis the people who become swamis she signed up for this. to do that right nobody's forcing her you know it's like you know this is what she wants to do this is what she chose to do just trying to figure out what the whole topic was about she right. seemed kind of deep to me like a lot of stuff she was talking about was was really deep and i kind of just zoned out but then when i got part to the power she's like i'm risking my life and I'm like, four guys, and it's dangerous. I'm like, yeah, I do dangerous work, too. I can actually die on the work that I'm doing. If I'm up on a ladder 20 feet and yeah. I fall, you know, I could die. Am I going to, like, make the customer feel bad that, you know, I'm risking right. my life to do whatever? It's like, no. Well, I mean, this is what I got. Okay, here's my take on it. And then it's a free-for-all. So if you just have an opinion, just pipe in and don't, don't hesitate whatsoever. I felt... She was very off-putting, where I was just trying to, you know, just have a, a friendly conversation as we did prior to the interview. And it, it was almost, there's nothing I could say that was any way, shape, or form. Like, I said two cans. She's like, fuck the two cans. I'm like, okay. Well, well you said uh, something about can penguins fly, and then she said something about two cans. Like, she totally changed well, the bird on you. Right, because I well, I mentioned prior that I you know I happen like two cans, just they're colorful. I mean, I don't know if they're asshole birds, but I mean, it was like fuck the two cans. I'm like, well, cruising. You ever thought about cruising? Fuck two cruising. Fuck the navy. And uh, it was just, it was and that's just why you kept on saying, on. That's why you called her a contrarian. Well, well, she's a, well, I'm a kind of a contrarian, but she's like go. It's like to me, it was like it's like the people at high school that are they're goth. But they're trying to be different, but they really go yeah. out of their way to be different being goth. It's like devil's advocate just, almost. Right. Uh, it was – to me, it was like difficult. It was – she was a little – I could tell she was tired, a little um, a little feisty in a sense uh, of mm-hmm. just someone who's tr- saying that they're not going against the grain or, or social norms. But no, you are. You are going against the grain of social norms. That was my yep. take on it. And I was trying to get past all this, but it was, I gave up this. I gave up that. I don't need coffee. I don't need weed. And, you know, I, I'm just, uh, this is, that's where it was frustrating. Let me pat myself on the back. Yeah, that's why I kept calling her Joan of Arc. So that's kind of my quick <laughs> take on it. <laughs> and I, it, was, it was irritating me because she was irritated. I was just trying to be as friendly and polite as ever. And... 
that's kind of my, that's why I'm like, uh, I'm just going to end this now. Cause it, it wasn't to me, it wasn't going to go anywhere pleasant uh, the, at the rate it was going. It would have been good TV if it did go further and got a little spicy. Well, now that you mentioned that, yeah, I, I probably should have continued. I'm, and then hit the F U button. button. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I mean, when people like curse, they don't go out of their way to like curse. Like, oh, fucking hell. You know, people go, I don't fucking believe it. You know what I'm saying? It's like just reminding me of the goth girls and the, the uh, punker girls that go out of their fucking way to be noticed and say, no, I want to be so edgy. Yeah, I'm so edgy. I'm wearing a um, Ramones T-shirt. Okay, uh, let's get now. Am I far off? No, I felt that with her mouth. Yeah, she's not very. I know she's on a fishing boat, but come on now. (laughs) Her tone as well. I thought she was so defensive. Yeah, but I thought you handled it nicely. I thought so too. I thought I thought you handled it really, really nicely because (laughs) um, in the past you wouldn't have. Just saying. True. Well, that's no. There's a lot of truth to that. Um, uh, You know, no, there was a lot of truth to that. Um, uh, You also said, yeah, if if she reminds you of a man, you said that. Yeah, she reminds you of a dude. She acts like male. She acts like the males on the boat. Yes, that's what she's Uh, doing. She's living with them. You think she's not cursing like that? For that reason, Uh that's what happens. Yeah, she sounds like. I told her she has the mouth of a truck driver, uh, a manly mouth, uh, and messages. Sean, let's get your take on that now that you kind of heard my side, because I really, you know, me saying, um, do you like the challenge wasn't really trying to shatter her entire world, but she kind of took it that way, I felt. I I understand. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. I guess there's different things that you could take from this. Her, you know, interacting with her was, uh, was difficult. She does have a tone in a way. I guess I was just putting myself in the shoes of somebody who would go out and do a job like that. Um, imagining myself, you know, not having the creature comforts and being in danger and, you know, being, so I guess I was thinking about that whole experience, but I I know what you're saying because, you know, as an interviewer, when you, you know, obviously this is a challenge. There's, there's no way around it. Doing something like that is challenging. And for someone to play semantics and be like, well, it's not a challenge, you know, that's, that's just a turnoff for an interviewer. And then at the end, when she was like, it's not crazy, I was like, well, she doesn't know what he means by crazy. That's just well, kind of a, a, if, if, a figure of speech right. that people use when they're talking about like, a, you know, would you imagine it would happen this way? You know, if I told you to um, if you had a big ordeal later this evening, I told you to break a leg. I would hope you think I don't mean for you to really break a leg. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, how, no, if, there's I a, if she's so against if she's so against challenges, why is she challenging me every other uh, syllable that comes out? Yeah. Yeah. And and, you know, I it, that is distasteful when I'm when I'm talking to somebody and rather than responding to they know the gist of what I'm saying. And rather than responding to that, to hang on one word and, and object to that's, you know, that's that's just petty. I mean, Dana, I'm going to go to you because you like boats. Um, you know, and you know, you've had hard jobs and Seth, you too. I mean, you just, if you were trying to really show how cool your job was, would you really, well, right. Uh, but, but you don't say, Oh, this is, you know, I can't, um, she's like, I haven't been able to talk to my boyfriend in two months. I haven't showered in two months. I sleep in a quarter surrounded by three guys. Uh, I have no uh, opportunity to watch TV, no cars. I mean, 
she's literally without thinking subconsciously telling me how shitty her life is. But then if I say that kind of sucks, no, it doesn't. Well, okay. I mean, <laughs> it is semantics, is it not? Are we, were we, I guess Seth and Dan, I'll ask you, uh, was that a perfect display of professional semantics like hockey? Like hockey? Well, just the back and forth. I mean, every time I was pitching what I thought don't was stop, Don't stop being hurt. No, you yeah, got you know it pretty, pretty good, Dean. And you, you almost like fed her like material so that she could hit back. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You like laid it up for her. She, she dunked it every time. The Joan of Arc comment just like <laughs> fed into her ego. Oh, didn't oh, it? Yeah. I mean, I, but Lisa, uh, Stanford, I'm, I'm going to uh, go to you because, um, you know, at, at first you were saying how cool she is. And I agree. The beginning, I felt the beginning was, yeah. it was rather pleasant, you know. And, and I thought she's a rebel. But she's a rebel who I think is subconsciously trying to be one where some people are just one by nature, not by practice. You could be a rebel and still be a stay-at-home mother, or you could be a rebel and be a nine-to-fiver who is supporting people and contributing to causes or whatever. There's all pathways to be rebels. Um, But at at any point in time in the conversation, and I have to ask you, and if I'm wrong, maybe you didn't see it, did you? At what point did the interview turn maybe a little sour, if, if it did at all? She asked. I think she asked three times about cursing, and it was like defense. It was like just defense. It was like I was like, you asked the second time, and then the third time, and she was like harsh about it. Like I was like, well, I'm gonna curse anyway, you know? <laughs> like why? You <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Because she's like a dude. I would have swear like a sailor. She's acting like one one of the guys. That that's just what's gonna happen. Like one time I had a friend who I worked with since like 1988 up until like 2007, seriously. And she was like my big sister. Anyway, she never cursed, never cursed. Right. Well, then we, we, we disconnected and then we just reconnected because her, her second husband died, the love of her life. Well, guess what? All of a sudden she's like, F this, F that, F this. And I'm like, what? Like this girl never cursed ever. She would never. And I did. And she would always be like Lisa, you know? Anyway, so the thing is, she cursed. Well, then I found it, and it's weird. It's a weird connection because it's funny that it's a big, long story, guys. I won't get on the show about it, but it's it's like layers of connections. Her husband is like a big curser, like they cursed all the time. And and anyway, so my point to you is like I think the environment has a lot to do with it too. Uh, okay, let, let's go to someone else, Seth. Um, uh, what say you on this? Um, should I have kept going, or did I stop at the right time? Because at the same time, you know, when you're a host, you're also, in my case, I'm thinking about the audience. Two, I'm always thinking about perception because a lot of times perception can be a reality for, for many. Like you said, you, you kind of zoned out as many would, uh, you know, in some <laughs> cases. Um, so but that's what I'm saying. Uh, people do like whether it's music, they can zone out, but they still can hear tones. Right. Tone is very important. Melody in, in music tone and, is and conversation flow. And do, so. Was there any good that was that was going to come out of that uh, that interview, or was it uh, was was it the right time to hang the towel right there and then, and even do a proper um, you know conclusion of the show? Yeah, it kind of just ended, but uh, it was probably a good idea to end it there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if if you thought that there was value in continuing, you know, for uh, entertainment value, you probably would have. But I think you. Uh, you could kind of see the future that if he if he did try to continue it and it started to get ugly, 
then it mm-hmm. probably would have been like an awkward scene. So entertainment right. value wise, that probably wasn't a good idea to continue and to just end it. Another thing I felt too, I just felt that um, there was really nothing I could say that uh, she didn't really have a, um, a kind of a, a, a very bad undertone of a response to. I mean, I could have said like, you know, I, I love wearing jackets. And she could say, well, why would you like wearing jackets? Jackets are for quitters, you know? Like there's nothing I could have said. Like I like water, but you know, just like, do you know where your water comes from? I mean, it just it you was defensive. Said you like coffee. Yeah, I should. I like coffee, like other you know millions of people that live on uh, <laughs> rock selling places and weed. And coffee, weed, and TV. Uh, so that, that's going to conclude that anyone have any final things to add? Should I bring her back or should I, any final kind of final comments before we end this one? Can I say something? I have to say, yes. I think you did really great with how you handled her. You didn't come across as defensive as she did look defensive. But the thing is, I just felt like all the things that I stated about her, if you put it all together, that's what you get. You get a personality like that. And I don't know if she's younger and those people just sometimes you get people like that. But the thing is, I felt mm. you handled with class and I didn't get that overall tone to where to where you if you wanted to air it, like I would still air it is my point, if that was your question. <laughs> okay. Okay. Was it, yeah. Was it, yeah. No, no, no. That's good. No, no, no. This is what we want to hear. That's what we want to hear. We want to hear. Well, like I should yeah, I guess there there's a final thing. Should I air this? There there's a uh, kind of final <laughs> Final question: what, do you, what, what does everyone think? Hmm. I think so. I, um, I the uh, the redeeming aspect of it for me is basically what I said. If, if people are focusing on her job and imagining what it would be like to do something like that, I I guess I um I don't know. But um the the times I mean, could you edit out the worst uh, exchanges? Maybe you know, like the challenging thing when that worked. <laughs> Uh, that, that that would be hard because uh, <laughs> that was the deal breaker. Yeah, the yeah. That's where. But, well, the uh, yeah. When you said, "Isn't that crazy?" and she's like, "It's not crazy." That was just the last straw. <laughs> I think. Yeah, after um, that, I'm like, I think if if you went on after that, it, it probably would have been only to look at the awkward exchanges as, as, like Seth said, you know, end up being some kind of amusement or entertainment for people. But um, I mean, the problem with this is that. I mean, for instance, debate is one thing. Like, you could sit and debate with someone, but to have these testy, like, passive-aggressive exchanges is not comfortable and and not the same as just an outright debate with somebody. Mm -hmm. Right. It was a little testy. Uh, That's what I got, too. I I felt testy. Uh, Dana, did you say Eric or no? No, I think you should. I figure you'd be doing some serious editing on it, but I think it'll, it'll be good. Could, could. Uh, Seth, what say you? I say thumbs down. Okay, thumbs down. Lisa Stafford saying that maybe the rough environment is taking a toll on her mental health as she's becoming kind of the testosterone maybe. early man maybe. she hangs out with. Is that fair yeah. to say? Yeah. That sounds okay. kind of like, yeah, I agree with that. You know how What's this that? cabin fever and you go crazy? Uh, Maybe yeah. that happens on boats as well. It's got to, yeah. Definitely, it's got yeah. to. When you're not on, you're when you're not on land and and walking. Yeah, mm-hmm. I never thought about you're that. Like, the, uh, like the I same heard, three people. I remember my uh, grandfather was in the navy for 22 years. His cousin, I believe, or brother-in-law, 
was in the Navy and he was in a submarine for a long time yeah. or a, an exceptional amount of time. And he said he lost his wear on you. Yeah. Yeah, it does wear. Do it does wear. That's very true. And and you're risking, you know, like she said, you know, life. Uh, very interesting that point. Okay, girl. we're going to end it there. We're going to end it there. I'll never eat seafood again. I'll never. That's right. There you have it. So I want to thank all my uh, patrons here who are mm-hmm. uh, getting their honest review. And I don't think any uh, women here tonight are going to be signing up for any crab fishing expeditions uh, like now. So that's how that one is. All right. Thank you, everybody. Uh, for all of us here at Brother Meeting, I'm Dean Ryan saying mahalo. <laughs>